Hey, what's up? I'm Christina Williams, founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, and this is Kicking It with Christina. What's up, Girls Talk Sports TV? This week, I'm super excited about our next guest. Last week, we were joined by Tiffany Mitchell, but this week, we have another Gamecock in the building. 2017 WNBA Rookie of the Year, Alicia Gray. Alicia, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what have you been up to lately? Mm, nothing, just working out, playing video games. That's about it. Just trying to stay safe and out the way. Now, you said you're playing video games. Did you cop the PS5 already? I got the Xbox. I got the new Xbox. Oh, you're an Xboxer. What games yeah. are you playing lately? Uh, Call of Duty, for the most part. I play a little bit of 2K, but majority Call of Duty. I want to stay on the topic of video games. I know last year um, was the first time that the WNBA was added into NBA 2K. And then this year they introduced three new features with the W online, the three versus three and the um, WNBA player mode. As a WNBA player and someone who's an avid gamer, what does it mean to you to now be featured in a game like 2K? I mean, it's pretty cool because like I never imagine uh being in a video game let alone like a very popular video game like 2k so to be able to see myself and it actually look like looks like me from like the hair to my face to to the style that I wear on the court I mean it's it's pretty cool now the esports gaming world is like this entire separate culture that I'm not really familiar with <laughs> but um WMA players like yourself and Ariel Powers and Alexis Jones you guys are like huge gamers and advocates for women in esports talk about the significance of having women in that industry I mean it's pretty cool cuz I mean it just shows that like female gamers can game as well just as just as good as the male gamers I mean it just we just use our platform to show like even like young girls that want to play video games that you can still play video games just like the guys do. What are some of the challenges that women face in that industry? Uh, just the comments that you get. I mean, <laughs> the, the general comments of what people say. I mean, they're not so nice, but I mean, you'd be immune to it. I mean, you're used to it, but just the comments that some people say. Now, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about your 2020 WNBA season. In hindsight, what has that season taught you about yourself? Uh, it, it showed that I got a, I got like a lot of improvement left in. I mean, I would say this past year was the best, one of the best seasons of my career in all aspects. I mean, I mean, my stats just proved of what type of player that I am and just know that my ceiling is even higher and I got more to work for this upcoming season. The Dallas Wings were a pretty young roster and it's currently in a rebuild phase and you're a veteran on the team. Talk about that presence and like, how are you able to mentor some of the younger players? Uh, well, I'm more of a lead by example type player. I mean, I don't talk it, talk as much. Like I'm not the type that would just like be able to like vocal, like, be able to like say what I want to say like out in front of the team so I'm type player that would rather like lead by example yeah I'm that type leader because I'm not the type that'll just like come pull somebody to the side like this 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 but if you come with me with a question then I'll be willing to answer so I'm more of a lead by example type person. Now Ty Harris was drafted in the 2020 um, to the Dallas Wings 
what advice did you give her um, knowing that you guys played both under Don Staley and then transitioning into the WNBA? I mean, just continue doing what you do. I mean, it's a reason why Dallas drafted you to be the player that, that you were in college. I mean, of course, you want to continue improving your game, but don't change who you are because you were drafted to Dallas Wing for a reason. They like what they saw in you. This month, um, the Dallas Wings announced Vicki Johnson as the new head coach, and you've been around for a pretty long time. You've seen that franchise in particular go through so many different changes. Talk about the significance of having not only a Black head coach, but a Black woman now as your head coach. I mean, so it's, it's a powerful thing. I mean, it's not it's not many uh, African-American female coaches in the league, let alone African-American coaches. So for her to be African-American, along as being a female, it just it just speaks powers. And I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I can't wait. Have you had a chance to talk to Vicky at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, I played with her uh, during USA Basketball, so I've met her and talked to her a couple times. So, yeah, I'm very excited. She's excited as well. In coaching and head coaching positions, you don't really see many um, Black women get second chances and, and to get another head coaching job. And we know that Vicki um, was a former head coach at the San Antonio Stars and did um, an assistant coaching position with the Las Vegas Aces. Talk about black coach. I mean, obviously you're not a coach, you're a player, but from the player's perspective, mm -hmm. why is it important to have that representation and to give second chances to black women or black head coaches? I mean, it's big. Cause, I mean, with the league being a majority black, I mean, it, it just speaks volumes of having black coaches as well. Cause you think about like, I don't know, with it being like a female coach, you can relate. And then with her playing in the league as well, I mean, you can relate even more to her. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited and I just can't wait to see what she has in store for the Dallas Wings. Sticking on the 2020 season and beyond, next month, uh, the WNBA free agency period is coming up. You're going to be a free agent, a restricted free agent. Um, do you plan on being in Dallas next season? Uh, I mean, that's that's more of a, <laughs> a, a personal question. I mean, I'm yeah. just going gonna to trust what my agent can do. I'm just going to let her work everything out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there because I know <laughs> WNBA fans definitely want to know um, WNBA Twitter community. They are like, um, I, I was like going through Twitter and they're like, we want Alicia to reunite with Asia Wilson in the, in the lawsuit. <laughs> they're like praying that you guys like reunite in some way. So I had to throw that question out there for all of the Gamecock fans and the WNBA fans. Speaking of Asia, um, she's one of your really good friends and she was named to the Forbes 30 under 30 list, won um, the MVP this season. Talk about your relationship with her. Uh, I mean, me and Asia got a good relationship. I mean, she she definitely brought me out of my shell more when I first got to South Carolina because when I first got to South Carolina, I literally, like, didn't talk to anybody. Like, I was real quiet. And Asia's the type of person, like, oh, no, nah, like, you're going you gonna to talk around me and you're going to, like, she just know how to bring me out of my shell and, and bring out, like, the goofy side of me because, I mean, I'm known as being, like, more of, like, a serious, like, stone-faced person on the court. So many people don't see the other side of me of being goofy, but being around Asia definitely brings that goofy side out of me. Now, the number of draft picks that was produced in recent years by um, Don Staley and coming out of the Gamecock programs has been amazing. 
And you and Asia are definitely an example of how great of a program South Carolina is and is going to be in the future. Talk about what you've learned from Coach Don Staley. I learned a lot. I mean, being going to South Carolina, I mean, they they make pros there. So with Coach Staley being as great of a pro as she was, I mean, everything you do is she's building you up for the pros. Like the program makes pros. I mean, you go there, you win championships, and then she puts you in a good position of becoming a pro. So that was one of the biggest things of going to South Carolina was the fact that I'll be able to, to compete for championships and also be able to go to the draft. So, I mean, I was two for two, so that was good. 2017, your rookie year in the WNBA, just coming off of winning the championship. What was that year like for you? Uh, it was surreal and also fast because after winning the draft, I mean, after winning that championship, I wasn't sure if I was going to come back for another year or go to the draft, but not knowing that the next day after the national championship, I had decided, so I had like a couple hours to decide if I wanted to declare for the draft or not, but then I was able to learn like where I would fall within the draft. And so, I mean, I always dreamed of playing in WNBA. My dreams were within, within touch, so I was like, and I might as well declare, and I'm glad I made that choice. I was able to win rookie of the year, so. Yeah, you four went your um, final year of eligibility, and we're seeing more and more players kind of do that now. Um, a few players in this um, past draft, they also did that. Do you see that trend happening more in the future? Mm, yeah, because, I mean, more people, like, they dream of being a WNBA, and, I mean, you can always um, finish your degree online because – I know for me personally, like whether I stayed or left, I still was going to graduate the same time. So I was like, why not just go and pursue my dreams? And during my rookie, I was doing online classes. And then I was able to come back after my rookie because I had to take a class in order to graduate. Not to that class during the offseason, then I graduated. So I mean, you still can get your degree, you just had to do it online. But I mean, I think, I think we'll see more and more of it. Now, Going into what's happening currently in Georgia with the Senate, off run, the Senate runoff elections, you're from um, Georgia, and mm -hmm. you've been really using your platform lately to advocate and get people out there to register to vote and keeping them informed on in what's happening in that state. Talk about the importance of using your platform as an athlete. I mean, you have to. I mean, you have the platform, so why not use it and use it in a positive way because uh, we know the Senate runoff is is a big decision on the election. So with Georgia, I mean, we everybody like I was doing a, the thank you, Georgia. I mean, Georgia played a big part in turning blue for the election, so that was a good thing. But I don't know. I just use my platform in a good way to just encourage people to vote and just just know that their voice matters as well. The WNBA players in August, you guys really helped kind of change the shift in that very Senate runoff race with the vote Warnock shirts and things like that. How does it feel to have the league back to you guys and those initiatives, knowing that these things are important to you, not only as athletes, but as, you know, people who are black living in America? I mean, it, it just speaks volumes of the league. I mean, and the players within the league with the support of, of what was going on in the world, because I mean, it was, it was we're in like a crazy time right now. Uh, deal with like the police injustice and even with COVID as well. So, I mean, just for the lead to just back us and support us and using our voice, I mean, it just speaks volumes of the lead. And just to um, kind of wrap things up, 
holiday season is right around the corner. <laughs> do you have any holiday traditions that you and your family um, kind of do each year? Uh, no, I mean, we just spend Christmas together. I mean, I just, I just buy everybody Christmas gifts and just see, I just like to watch the smiles and face as they, they open them. So no, we just be chilling for the most part. Now, last week I asked Tiff, I was like, what's your favorite Christmas song? And she couldn't really think of one. Do you have a, a famous, uh, a favorite Christmas song? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a favorite what? Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. Everyone's like, no, no. I don't no boys to men. Mariah Carey. I mean, I like the Mariah Carey uh, <laughs> Christmas song, but I mean, that's pretty much what I can think of off the top of my head, but I really don't have a favorite one, though. All right, Alicia, and just for all of our um, listeners, what is your key to greatness? My key to greatness? I don't know, it's just, just, I don't know, my key to greatness, I mean, I just work hard. Mind my business, stay out of people's way. <laughs> you know, just mind my business and work hard. That's it. <laughs> so the key to greatness, guys, is to mind your business and work hard. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Alicia, thank you so much for kicking it with me here on Kicking It with Christina. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at greatness underscore 15, G R A Y. T-N-E-S-S underscore 15. Thank you so much again for joining me. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you, get a little bit of insight about who you are and what you're passionate about. Thank you for having me. It was fun.